have just been commissioned to design a clothing line that illustrates central principles of your life, what would a complete outfit look like and what would it represent? Woo, man, that is a good one. Um, I think I would start with foundation. So my shoes would be, I have a pair of trauma jumpers on. And okay. that trauma would just experience early foundation. Mm. Uh, those shoes would represent my early walk in life, uh, how I started. Um, just not too many personal details, but, you know, born and raised in the Ida B. Wells projects of Chicago. Um, between alcoholism, drugs, that would I would have trauma shoes on. Hmm. Okay. All right. My socks, <laughs> I would have designed on them holes because a lot of my socks back then had holes in them. <laughs> right. And so, you know, but if you had shoes on, you could kind of cover that up. Right. So yeah, I would have yeah, socks yeah. on them that said, these holes will one day be sold. Mm. Mm. Right. And I would continue to build up um, the pants I would have on. Uh, I would probably have jogging pants on. Okay. Uh, let me know that life is going to be a slow grind. It's not going to be fast. It's going to be a slow grind just so you can get through and make sense of things. Mm. The shirt I would put on, it would have hope on. It. And that hope would be three foster homes, all different, all people who were able to show me love in the best way that they could. Right. Uh, I would put gloves on and those gloves would be working hands that life is a grind. And unless you put your hands to something, you will accomplish zero. Mm, mm. So I would have on gloves of grind. Right. I've been wearing glasses since I was six. <laughs> and my glasses would say there is a future, whether you see it or not. You just got to mm. create. Oh, that's good. There is a future, whether you see it or not, you just got to create it. All right. Then I wouldn't, I would, I would have a, a helmet on. The helmet would come off eventually, but I would have a helmet on. Yeah. Because <laughs> leadership is all about failing forward. <laughs> and you're going to take some cracks on the head. I've made some mistakes in leadership. So I had to put a helmet on to protect myself. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of it, I would put a crown on. Mm, mm. But it's not a crown I gave myself. That crown would represent a legacy of love, of hope, of compassion, of dreams, of goals, of giving out love, of making proper apologies to people that I've hurt or that I've wronged. It just it'd be a crown of life, symbolic mm. to my faith, but mainly for the sake of conversation, it would just be this crown that people said, you know what, Tony? You did do me wrong. But your apology was so powerful that I felt it. And Tony, I did do you wrong, but you received my apology and you never held it against me again. Mm -hmm. And so that probably be fashion wise, the worst wardrobe you've ever want to see anybody wear in your life. <laughs> 
But I think if we look deep inside the heart and the core of the heart, you just see a mixture that we all have life experiences. I think when I, when I got called up after 9-11, Coach, one of the things that I was grateful for was that I got to meet young Black kids, young Asian kids, young Latino kids, young white kids, all who needed direction. Yeah. I mean, I met some of the, like, if 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 you just... I think there's so much that unites us as a people in terms if we just if we can get to a place where we just take color out of it and just deal with humanity. I met four young men who were all dynamic, mm. but were some of the just why y'all making these decisions? Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> they all needed one thing. That was a helmet and a helmet. <laughs> you know, they de definitely needed a helmet, <laughs> but they needed mentoring. And yeah. so for the 20 months I was in Great Lakes after 9-11, they called my office the chair. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just, they was like, you know what? You need to go to the chair, man. They were like, what are you talking about? You need to go see Petty Officer Briscoe, man. And mm -hmm. these guys would come in and they sit down and sometimes it would be like, well, you know, you're on the right track. And sometimes it would be like, did you just wake up stupid or just help me understand <laughs> why you made this decision? You know, it's military, so we get a little rough, right? But I, I just I just learned that they're human and hey, they're 19 nice. years old. They just made a decision to join the military, but there's so much that they didn't have. Mm. So I'm meeting four different kids, four different races, all with no dads at home growing up. Mm. Those are the things that unite people. Yeah. To just say at the end of the day, there's not really a difference here. You know, you came up this, you came up this, you came, but we lack the one thing that's essential to a young man's life, and that's a father. Can we build from there? Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, we could just end the podcast right here. <laughs> nice, nice icebreaker. Coach. I know, right? Right. All right. So, Kimberly, you what were your well, outfit look going like? To you first. I feel like this icebreaker is like a personal essay. It kind of is a little bit. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I think I would wear sensible shoes. So you can be adaptable so you can go on adventures, um, but they would be blingy. So it could still be fun <laughs> and, um, just bright colors. I don't have a whole essay in me, but <laughs> I, I think I want, I want the things that I'm wearing to be joyful. I want, I want my life to be joyful. All right. I want All to right. seem inviting. Okay. So how about you? Uh, my outfit would be a circus ringmaster. <laughs> no one is surprised wow. by this. Yours a costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. a circus. So, you know. All right. And to our listeners, welcome to the Kimberly and Coach Show, where we bring you actionable practices you can use in your leadership and collaboration today. I'm Coach Kimberly is right next to me today. With us is Tony Briscoe of AB Consulting, but he's also known as the endurer in his artistic pursuits. And he's deeply involved, as you can already tell, with mentoring the next generation in Chicago. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So to bring everybody up to speed, Tony and I had class together. We were talking about before we started recording, probably almost 14, 15 years ago. It was a it was a, it was, it's been it was a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's definitely been a minute. And we have uh just kind of 
you know, kind of always caught uh, caught up with each other somewhere along the line, typically via social, and have just kind of watched each other's uh, work has been going on. He's gone on to do some uh, just absolutely majestic work in so many different spheres, including releasing and just an amazing musical piece that I love. It's called My City. He did it with a colleague, a colleague of yours, Adronimo. Yeah. And uh, so do I just give us a quick highlight reel, highlight reel here? What's been going on to say, like, let's do like the last five years. Quick snapshot. Oh, man. Last five years. I think the quickness of it is, I mean, of course, you know, dealing with the pandemic and all of that. Um, But the last five years was just a leadership journey. Um, I work for a charter school network, you know, here in Chicago. And so uh, now a senior director of information technology to you know, go from your class being a student to now leading a team of 22 technologists is just absolutely amazing. So that's part of that, you know, five years, having a daughter who's in high school now and graduating next year. uh, That's been part of this, uh, having an amazing wife who just supports everything that I put my hand to. Um, And even the stuff that she's just like, I don't think that's you, but, you know, you've got my back. And, you know, just so that's been a part of it. But the coming together of my city, uh, you know, I'm I'm an old head, man. I just turned 51. So when I did my city, I didn't want to go in solo. I wanted to have one of probably the most dynamic young artists who's necessary, not necessarily known by millions of people, but Geronimo is probably one of the best lyricists I have heard in my life. I mm-hmm. rank him up there with Kendrick Lamar and Nas, honestly. Oh, wow. He is he is a powerhouse of metaphors. Um, and so I wanted to do a song with him that highlighted two sides of Chicago, one, the older side, and then two, the younger side, but also just to cast a positive light on the city of Chicago with all that we deal with when it does come to, uh, communities, you know, whether it be a shooting that's in the inner city or whether it be a shooting in a Chicago suburb, like we witnessed on July 4th in Highland park, like just to highlight, uh, parts of the city and just talk about the city that we love. It's not all bad, uh, even though the media may portray a lot of the bad that goes on in this city. So that that's been a culmination of the five years. In that mm-hmm. five years, I've dropped a full hip hop album. Um, I graduated from college. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done some. The five five years is a, is a good trace because that's what's kind of started me. I feel like I just woke up um, mm-hmm. to life mm-hmm. and I'm trying to accomplish a lot before I leave this realm. <laughs> Right on. Right and Tony, on. you are really involved with mentoring. So tell us a little bit about that. Where did it start? How's it going? What kind of results are you seeing? Yeah, no, that's great. It's it's, it's an excellent question. Thank you. And so, you know, mentoring, um, you know, I'm a minister. So I mentor young people at our church, you know, uh, consistently uh, all the time. Uh, even during the pandemic, we were able to do some things remote. Um, primarily, uh, the Champs Mill Mentoring Program started um, at one of the charter schools on the south side of Chicago. And it's just I wanted to ensure that young people had everything I didn't have growing Mm. up, but also have some things that I did have that were good to pass on to them. Um, I look at experience as experience. I know we weigh the good and the bad, which we should. But I look at experience as experience um, and just share that with them. And I really try not to tell them what to do. I just try to put in front of them. Everybody has choices and decisions to make. And the one that you make is what's going to count. But I come from a life of no excuse. And that's what I give to them. Like, I don't, don't, I, I, we will handle the tears. <laughs> we'll deal with the pain. We'll deal with the trauma. 
But, um, you know, we live in a, a world of uh, no excuse. Yeah. So that's that's kind of been a culmination of, of the last five years. And the mentoring piece, um, you know, really took off, um, started mentoring some young folks out in Ghana. Oh, really? Yeah. Introducing them. And I'm, I'm new to cybersecurity. This is a completely new field for me of study uh, since the last year. Uh, studied the Security Plus exam, coached for three and a half months, and I passed. So, <laughs> nice. you know, nice. That, that, that was good. But I met a young man on Clubhouse and he was from Ghana and he wanted to take a cybersecurity class. And he said, I don't have the money. And he sound it was just something about his voice. Henry's voice sounded like he was serious. Mm. And I said, well, hey, I'm getting good vibes from you. I'll pay for your class. Ah, nice. I'll pay half the money for your class. There was another gentleman in there named Bill who said, well, if Tony's going to pay. Now, these are people I just met that day. I've opened one room on Clubhouse. That one room on Clubhouse, you talk about mentoring. This young man has already started new nonprofit, two nonprofits in Ghana, one designed <laughs> for women in Ghana, another designed for men in Ghana. Two nonprofits. Just from meeting a guy on Club, I started one Clubhouse room. <laughs> Six people came in. We talked for two hours. We ended up paying for this young man to take this cybersecurity class. He took that class, completed that class, and just an introduction. <laughs> but his drive sure. pursued. A month later, I'm sitting on Zoom. Um, with 70 people from Ghana inside of a meeting. <laughs> Love it. And so I'm going to Ghana in October <laughs> yeah. uh, to meet He's him awesome. and to meet a couple of other young people I met there. And so what, what the digital world has done now has made mentoring, it's expanded its reach to across the globe. Sure. I yeah. never would have thought I'd be mentoring young people 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, in Ghana. <laughs> Man, I love that. I yeah, just, fantastic. I love it. I love it so much. Um, so when you go into now, a lot of your men, I think part of what you're expressing here, and I think part of it, I know this just <laughs> a, about you is that mentoring is just also just kind of who you are. Yeah. Right. So I think, I, I don't know. I don't think we can really, um, you know, separate you from the mentor part. It's just, it's just a function of your essence of, of who you are at the core of everything. Um, but what is there some kind of framework that you use when you start mentoring conversations, you know, whether it's with, cause with like, with working with kids, cause, cause that's one of the things I think that you and I kind of, kind of resonated with cause uh, cause I used to work in the inner city of Chicago too. And so I think that's kind of a, a common ground that we kind of started from. Um, but then, you know, also, what is it? Is there a different kind of tack you might take with somebody like a Henry, somebody who's in more of a corporate sphere? Uh, is there is there differences in how you might approach mentoring conversations between those two audiences? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it is and one, you've got to know your place as a mentor and what you can or can't do. Um, say a little bit more about that yeah mentoring is not counseling mm -hmm. I'm not a counselor I'm a mentor <laughs> so <laughs> you, you've got to make sure you draw a fine line be, before sure. you really try to get too ingrained in other folks lives mm. right yeah. and I think that's one of the frameworks and that starts with just questioning and so like I miss our I missed our young men this year because they know I've been studying um, mentoring them actually got me in cybersecurity 
So I was like, this is really y'all fault. You know, but so I've missed them this year. We had our annual um our annual champs conference. Um uh the president of the Jordan brand was there, uh Larry Miller, who just released a book um talking about his life and things like that. I I'm gonna try to connect you all. I think you would love to hear from him. I think you all well, would love. I'm gonna work on connecting you with him. I think you all would love yeah. to interview him. He's got oh, a nice. story that I will not share. Um, it's an amazing story. Um, but I say that to say with young people, you have to start it different than older people. Oftentimes what parents like to do is when they see their child going down a wayward path is to put them in a mentoring program. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if a parent has the mindset to, I'm going to put you in this program so you won't have to have this other experience as opposed to when they do come. So when you have a young man who is already, you know, being driven by, let's say, street life, or if he's just not motivated or passionate about school and he's not doing great, it's fine to bring him in then. You have to have this mentoring, trusting mentor investment long before any of that starts, mm. right? Mentoring is kind of like, look at, look, look at mentors as, I don't want to say step-parents because that may... Um, give a, a blurred <laughs> view of what step parents are, but look at mentors as just that next level of parenting that you can't do. And mm -hmm. when I say can't do, I've got a 17 year old. She doesn't share everything with me. She doesn't share everything with my wife, but she, we've got enough people in her life. So yeah. look, at, look at, I'm probably not expressing it the way I mean to say it, but yeah. I know. think, we're, I think what I'm kind of hearing is it takes a village, it right? Thank you, coach. You see this, this one. This is what I like while coach teaching. He was, I, I go through what 90 words and coach will just say, Oh, you need a village. That's what I like about his teaching style. He just gets right to the point. This is why I love this dude. Yes, you need it, takes a village, but that village doesn't have to be activated when trauma comes. The yeah. village yeah. can actually be activated long before. So yeah. when, it, when trauma or tragedy does eventually come, you've already practiced and prepped how to deal with it. Oh. It's the difference between having a parent who's engaged in their child's grades from day one to the end of semester one, where, well, why does my child have an F? That's not something you should find out. <laughs> Report card pickup. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so it's, it's that it's that pre-engagement of, mm -hmm. of mentoring. And it starts with, mm -hmm. hey, young people, what are you interested in? Yep. I'm not going to even get into what we do as a mentoring team. What are you interested in doing? So we have a leadership style. Um, thank God for Mr. Singleton and Mr. Lamb and Mr. Terry and champs. We've got a leadership style where they, what is your child interested in? Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, have you asked them? Well, I told them, no, no. I didn't ask you what you told them to be interested in. I asked you, did you ever ask them what they're interested in? So we just, we, we start with questions and that's asking the young people. And a lot of young people, honestly, they don't know what they're interested in. They just know what they see on social media. And they have not yeah. learned that social media is partially a farce. Like yeah. they make they make fake money look like real money. And so <laughs> if if you see all these guys holding us uh, because they holding all these hundred stacks of hundred thousands, I've seen fake money. It looks really, really good. <laughs> and but that's the perception that they get, right? What is it that you want to do? And if you want to be on social media, that's great. At least allow us to give you the tools to do it the right way that draws the right attention towards you. Sure. And I think to come back to your earlier point, I think you could move this easily into a corporate conversation. A lot of our audience are corporate leaders, people who are on teams or leading teams. 
And we do a lot of consulting working alongside HR. And so often HR only comes in when there's a problem. So if I ask for a meeting with someone, I often get like, am I in trouble? What did I do? Is there something going on? Like, should I be worried? But if you have relational prep before you get to the hard thing, one, you can avoid the hard thing sometimes, (laughs) but two, you know, you have, you have some fabric there before you get into the difficult, traumatic, you know, disciplinary kinds of conversations, Mm. even in a corporate space. It's tough. And I I love corporate space. Like I, I, I do more mentoring in corporate space than anything. Like I work every day. And so I have a team of 22 people. Like you have to be able to mentor. Right. And so, oh man, I love this part. This is now we get into the good stuff. (laughs) Talk talk to us a little bit about how you frame mentoring in a corporate space. So I frame mentoring um, and this is what I've learned just through some readings over the last couple of years. I start with purpose. Mm -hmm. What is your purpose? What do you want to accomplish in your life and how can this job align to that to help you out? So if your purpose is just to work an, an eight to five, that, hey, we need worker bees. That is no problem. But if your purpose is, hey, Tony, you know what? I believe I'm built for IT leadership. Oh, so what you're saying is you want my job one day. Absolutely. Great. <laughs> Let's build a path and a training platform for you to get there. Uh-huh. Right. And so I'm, I'm not intimidated by people who come in and say, I want to do your job in five years. If it's here, great. If it's somewhere, that stuff doesn't bother me at all. Right. I'm all about building the next set of leaders that should replace me because each of them come gifted on their own. And then what I pour into them, it should automatically increase their leadership potential. And so I start mentoring conversations by asking them, hey, what's what's your purpose? What do you want to do in life? What do you want to accomplish while you're here in this role? This is an interview question. This isn't a I start this at the interview process. I don't start this after they're hired. I start with this at the interview process because I know based on that conversation whether I'm going to hire them or not. Mm-hmm. I don't care about technical skills. I don't care if you know <laughs> Windows. I don't care if you know Linux. I don't care if you know Mac. I can teach you to be technical. I can't teach you to have drive and purpose. That's something that's got to be built into you. That's how I start my interview conversations. Mm-hmm. And some people have said, well, Tony, isn't that a little intrusive? I said, if I need someone who's going to back me up on the ground and support this team, this is the perfect question. Because when you get to a person's purpose, you then get to understand what their leadership thinking is, what their leadership traits are, and if they're in it for self or if they're in it for everyone, for, for, for other people and for the organization. Like those are really key things I start off with. Yeah. And I think it's, so I, I would not experience it as intrusive at all. I would experience it as valuing. Like, oh, Absolutely. you see me as a human being outside of the you yeah. know widget that I turn here in the organization. Yes. Yes. Like I have a story that goes beyond these work hours and you want to know it. And so that builds rapport with us. And that that means that we're we're moving both the company forward and my goals forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, AB Consulting, I started to really work with schools that are working with other IT professionals and don't know the language um, and can't speak the language. And so. You know, my, my, my contract is ended now, but one of the conversations I had with the chief operating officer at the time, I said, if you're the chief operating officer you and you're having a hard time trying to run this part of the school business and this part of the school business, I said, it's because your purpose is administration, which you do a dynamic job at. So mm-hmm. if you need a representative to come in and build this other wing up for you, that's why mm-hmm. AB Consulting exists. 
I'm an advisor in this area and in this realm. And so I was able to help them put proposals together, get a new managed service provider. And she was just amazed that they've been paying a company a lot of money and coach. (laughs) Wait a minute. So you are still using, (laughs) um, (laughs) you're, you're still using like old, old technology. You're still, you're using a modem to dial. You you act you're actually using a modem like a modem. Do they even make modems anymore? <laughs> so wait a minute. So you're telling me that you're, you're so they're telnetting into your network? No, uh-uh. coach. Uh, coach, no. I'm telling you, coach. And so being able to come in and say, look, you do your role. I'll find somebody yeah. else that can better better represent <laughs> the needs of your organization sure. and your institution. But what yeah. I like to do is get into the face of other techs who are on the ground and say, hey, you've got some pretty low scores right now. How mm. can we turn this around? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a zero. I'm not I'm not I'm always off. You know, I just my face is like I'm not asking you to change your personality. What I'm asking you to do is consider changing how you serve customers. I'm not you, you can stay an introvert, but I'm asking you to change how you service customers so they feel welcome like that's mentoring that's 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 ground level mentoring it's teaching people how to do their job in a more effective way so i try not to use words like well you can do this better there's a more effective or efficient way for you to get this done and get the results that you need and you don't have to necessarily be a people person and they're like oh man that wait a minute so i can i can i can get this and make people appreciate me and still be myself. <laughs> and still be myself. Like that's possible. Yeah. Absolutely is possible. All you need is the right tools. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so good. Yeah. We got to bring this in for a landing though. Tony, how can our audience connect more with you and your work? Man. So um, champsmentoring.org is um, the program that I mentor in. I've been a founding uh, member there, a founding uh, mentor in that program, uh, champsmentoring.org. Do not go to consultabllc.com because that website doesn't look nothing like what it should be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, I've got to get somebody to work on that. And One last leadership tip, you can only take on so much. You cannot be everything. Uh, You you cannot be the web developer and the voice of the organization and the back office manager, especially when you're solo, you're going to have to make sure you build some contracted money to get people to do that stuff. So that, that's yeah. a last tip for you. Uh, but uh, my music is on iTunes. It's on Spotify and it's on YouTube. Uh, I am the artist known as The Endura. That's E-N-D-U-R-E-R. You can find me on Instagram um, at that same uh, at that same link. And if you go to my Instagram page now, uh, that's Endura. Um, I will actually be doing some poetry on fourth period poetry at 11 o'clock Eastern time on this uh, Wednesday on Clubhouse. And so if you're a Clubhouse fan, uh, definitely come and uh, check me out. I'll be sharing three brand new pieces that I was given a month to write, but I just wrote them all this weekend because it just came to me like that. So uh, (laughs) that's how you can find me. And if you need any kind of consulting services out there, just Go to reach out to me directly. That's the best way to get a hold of me. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me on my LinkedIn profile, uh, reach out. And uh, man, this has been great. And I appreciate the conversation. Uh, And I, 
I can certainly endorse his consulting services. Absolutely. <laughs> so Tony, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us. We love the work that you're doing. We can't wait to see what comes next. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to see you both. This has been so good. <laughs> so good. And to you, our dear listener, thanks for tuning in to the Kimberly Coach Show, where we endorse late night omelets as an intermission for your favorite streaming show binge. We'll see you next time. Cheers. So we just had a phenomenal podcast with Tony Briscoe. Yes, we did. Excellent. And this is actually your first time meeting Tony. Yeah, I had never met him. So um, yeah. does not disappoint. Does I heard not. a lot about Tony over yeah. the years, actually. But uh, yeah, very, very cool. It's fun because he started his connection with you through IT training. Right. Mm -hmm. But now does so many things in line with mentoring and leadership and um, it's really fun to kind of know him on both sides of that equation. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. So we want to talk about and kind of pull out the things that really struck us about our, about what Tony said. And yeah, uh, yeah there were a lot of nuggets in that, but so I think for me, um, something that really came out was the idea that mentoring does not start with a crisis or a trauma or a problem. Oh my gosh. Right. And man, we experience this constantly <laughs> in our work because we do team dynam dynamics, coaching and consulting. And often it's because something is so on fire <laughs> that they're like, please God, come help us. Right. Um, and then often we get the opportunity to continue to work with them and they see that once we've built rapport and relationship, we can really stop the trauma before it happens. You know, you can really have more tools when you have that relational fabric ahead of time before the problem. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but often it, it doesn't really feel like people think, oh, do we need that? Do I need a mentor? You know, do I need someone mm -hmm. to help with, with team dynamics? And they don't know they need it. But then <laughs> when the, you know, when it's hitting the fan, Right. Now you have and to like, you have to catch up first. You have to go like, well, who are you? What do you want? What's the factors here? Um, and you kind of are going going a little bit from behind. And so I think yeah. um, that idea that, that of getting a mentor when you're doing well, so that when you hit the skids, you're gonna have a mentor. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of power in that actually. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, just Tony talking about how that starts at the interview process. Right. <laughs> <you know? laughs> And then the other thing that that he said that that really struck there's like so many things he said struck me, but um, I think that the thing that uh, we try to make mentoring too hard, you know. Okay. I, I I think he's just the question he starts off with is what do you want to do? Right. What a, yeah. What a great way to start a mentoring conversation. Like, what yeah. do you want to do? And versus like, you know, well, let's break out my worksheet here from, Seriously. you know, from yeah. this book from 1968 and, you know, which is, I guess that's a fine. Whatever. fine they thing. wrote their own book. You have to buy it for the mentoring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's just like, <laughs> Hey, Oh, I don't know. Just what do you want to do? Whether that is whether you're working with, um, you know, a, a young person, somebody who's in their, in their teenage years, or you're working with somebody who's my age right <laughs> you know i think that that question just what do you want to do 
I think, yeah. I think you said even too, I think it's very valuing sure. and yeah. it starts that relationship off with not what I want you to do as your mentor, right. your boss, whatever, but what is it that you want to do? Let me help you get there. Right. And I was like, huh, how interesting would it, if, if our, if the organizations we were part of just started with that very simple question, this right. is not, <laughs> right. You know, you don't even have to buy a workbook. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, we really value mentoring and coaching. And so we've had a number of coaches over the years and it is shocking how many of them did not really ask us much before we started. (laughs) Right. Like Mm -hmm. they, they're just very like, here's my advice and and you're paying for it. So here it is, but they haven't really learned who we are yet. And it doesn't, it hasn't been, those have been the really non-effective coaching experiences that we've had. Yeah. If you're working with a mentor or a coach and they don't take any time to listen to you, then there's only so far they can take you because they don't know for sure where you want to go. Right. They know where mm-hmm. they think you should go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, lots of good stuff from Tony. Lots of good stuff. So we might have to have a another Tony episode sometime. Sure, sure. So all right. So my friends, once again, thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us, Kimberly and Coach. Again, you can always catch us at KimberlyCoach.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Cheers.